Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning with Ask a Windermere Coach. And on occasion, I'll be joined by Nick Hansen, Doug Simcock, and Eric Thompson. On this podcast, we want to talk about how to create great work-life balance and epic customer service in the real estate industry. We hope you enjoy our podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and this is Michael Fanning, and welcome to Ask a Winnemer Coach. And this is our coaching podcast where we tackle some of the toughest real estate questions. And we also try to give you some detailed answers and proven solutions to some of the biggest challenges that real estate agents face uh, today and moving into the future. And I'm excited today to have Tracy Gillette with us. Tracy, how are you? I'm great. Thanks, Michael. Well, thank you for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. I know it's we're rolling in the new. Did you have a good new year, by the way? It was fantastic. Uh, the snow in Whatcom County gave everybody a much needed break. Yes, I agree. And I will tell for the listeners, uh, if you're not familiar with Whatcom County in, the, in Washington State, the northern portion of Washington State, uh, northwest portion, I should say, uh, up on the border of Vancouver, British Columbia is our area known as Bellingham, Linden, uh, Mount Baker, Whatcom County. And that is where Tracy conducts her business. And so for those of you, uh, just a quick introduction, Tracy, I'll just let people know kind of um, who you are and kind of what you're going to bring to the table today. But Tracy's been in the business since 2013. She started actually in uh, property management, right, Tracy, in uh, Seattle? That's correct. Yep. I love it, too. And uh, we have to give a shout out to Michael Wilson there in property management. And uh, he sent you to Ninja um, in 2013, and you went through the course. And then, uh, and then what, what took you up to Whatcom County? Well, I came to Western in 2001 to go to school, and I went through school and then was sort of lost after that with what to do. Ended up reconnecting with who is now my husband I grew up with in Issaquah and uh, spent just a year and a half down in Seattle, which is when I got my license and um became a property manager in Michael Wilson's office. So I love it. You're a fellow Viking. I am. Yes. Yes. And Bellingham is where all my people are. So getting back here was always my number one goal. My husband didn't have work in Whatcom County. So after we got married, as soon as we could get here, we did. And that is when I knew I wanted to transition from property management to sales all because of taking Ninja. I would have had no idea. Yeah, I love it. Well, and I have to tell you, um, I love uh, Bellingham. In fact, my son's there at Western now, and I went to Western, and you're a fellow Viking. You went to Western, so you're back up in Whatcom. And one of the things uh, why, why we decided, we asked Tracy to be on the call today, is that, you know, we know in this business, uh, you know, we're called independent contractors, but one of the biggest things we see is burnout. 
and burnout is where you just are running, uh, you know, running your own business, but you just feel frazzled. And we know moving into 2022 with the type of business we're going to continue to have with high demand, uh, that's a significant issue. And in fact, studies show that uh, over the course of 10 years, 75% of agents uh, hit burnout and it's going to happen. And so Tracy, so you uh, very, very successful year after year after year moving forward into your business. And I know that you do a, a lot of outdoors fun things. I know that you and your husband now have a really great boat and I see you doing fishing all the time in the San Juans. I know you have a, a newly remodeled cabin and you do a lot of traveling. So help the listeners that are on the call today, try to get their heads wrapped around burnout because you have put some systems in place that allow you to have some pretty significant work-life balance. So my first question, when, have, have you experienced burnout? Oh yeah. When was that? Definitely. Um, so the burnout sessions, I'll call them, in my work life have been short-lived. Um, they usually come when there literally is just too many clients to serve at one time. And it's when my balance between work life and personal life gets completely out of whack when the things that I love in life are no longer fulfilling me to the point where I start to resent work. Right. And does your family feel it when you're in burnout? Definitely. Yeah. It's a higher level of stress, right? A little bit more of reactionary lifestyle, not getting all the things done that you need to get done and just feeling like there's no end. Correct. Yeah. So, so when you hit those burnouts, so, so what was it, who, who kind of showed you, right. Or helped you kind of understand how to kind of move forward through this. Cause obviously we all have mentors. Was there anybody in particular that helped you to kind of understand, Hey, here's kind of ways that you can start putting systems in place or were there some resources you used help us kind of understand that. Yeah. So there's actually two different people that um, I look back on my career, things that I heard them say or questions I asked them. Um, one of them is a top producer in Whatcom County that I just have heard year after year say that they still worry on December 31st, they literally worry who's going to call them next year. And I had heard that for the first several years of my career and thought, gosh, I don't want that. That's not the business that I want to run. I don't want to have to worry where my business is going to come from. And so that's sort of where the wheels started turning with systems for me, because I believe that if you have a plan in place and execute that plan and see results, that is what equals repeatable business. And so the systems that I put in place and the way to track the results has been the key to eliminate that worry for me. And then the second one, the second person that um, was another top producer she was who I looked up to when I first started my business. I think all of us have someone that you look at in your office or, you know, around you somewhere in the real estate world and think, I want to be like that person, right? I see them. I see their lifestyle. I see their business. I like how they do their business. And um, she was that person for me. 
And I asked her once about maybe two, two and a half years after I had started, why don't you have an assistant? And how do you not have an assistant? Why, how are you doing this? Right? Because mm-hmm. I saw her right. sales numbers and it just didn't make sense to me. And I always saw her in her office by herself and just thought, how, how is that even possible? And I started paying more and more attention and the work-life balance definitely wasn't there. Um, but she, her answer to me was, I've never been able to slow down enough to figure out where to start. I can't ever stop enough to train somebody, to find somebody to train somebody, nor would I even know what to tell them to do. Right. And so that was my other sort of pivotal conversation, pivotal moment where I said, I am never going to be her. I, I love how she, you know, how she shows up and who she is and the hard work she puts in, but I will have work-life balance. So I have to figure out how to know when to bring on help before it's too late. Exactly. And that was the start of me really just starting to pay attention and notice what, you know, what can I bring on to help so that the balance doesn't ever get overwhelming. I'd agree. Well, and a couple of things you bring up, I just want to touch on is one of the things like in Ninja, we always talk about, you know, you should never be laying in bed at night wondering where your next transaction is coming from. Um, that's a wish and hope strategy uh, that doesn't work and it's not long-term. And so obviously you, you said that's something, someone you didn't want to be. The other one is work-life balance. You know, if you're sitting here on this call today and you're listening and you're wondering if you might be in burnout, a simple test to do is to take your business on a scale of one to 10 and ask yourself, where is your business? And then if it's not a 10, what would have to happen for it to be a 10, but then also take your life on a scale of one to 10. And if it's not a 10, what would have to happen? And what we find is people that are in burnout many times, they've got a high rating in their business, but their life is, has a very low rating. And what we know is they're out of balance, right? Exactly. Uh, they're way out of balance. And the only way to get back into balance is to start what you said. I loved it is to have a plan and to work that plan. And so if we, so if we move forward, so you put a plan in place. So kind of give me the outline. What does it look like for you in order for you to really feel uh, secure in knowing where your business is coming from and that you're going to hit the numbers you're going to hit because you have that level of confidence? Sure. So um, I took, was it Rick Franz that taught the, or no, who's the Rye Lab guy? Oh, uh, Nate Short. Nate Short. I took Nate Short's course, I don't even know how many years ago, probably six years ago. Yeah, run your and, business like a business. Yeah, run yes. your business like a business. And <laughs> um, that was kind of the start for me of going, okay, well, if I just track my business, I'm going to know where it's coming from. And it sort of spiraled from there until I met Heather Maddox last year. And Heather and I actually met on Instagram. She's told you that before in, in your podcast you had yes. with, with her. Um, and I just quickly realized how similar we were. She just seems a lot like me. She seems like my sister, but I had never met her before. And I started picking her brain as after I built rapport with her because I didn't want her to you know, just think that I just want to learn all this information from you. But we've become really good friends. And Um, she's helped me develop my systems even further and think about things that I hadn't been tracking, but I have a spreadsheet 
that is a Google Sheet so I can access it anywhere on the go. If I'm in bed worrying at night, I can open it on my phone and tell you how many transactions I had in the third quarter of 2018 mm -hmm. and, you know, and 2019 and 20, 2020. So if I'm worrying the night before a quarter, a new quarter, I can look and go, well, the last four years, I've had 12 sides in that quarter. So right. I have nothing to worry about. And part of that, it, you know, part of it's just having those numbers to reduce the worry. But then also looking at where are my clients coming from? I keep track of who referred a client to me. Was it a lender referral? Was it an agent referral? Was it a sphere referral? And just really knowing that my business comes from people that know I can trust me. And I just have to keep, keep taking great care of those people. And the business just keeps coming. And then, so, so tracking is, is the one key. So I heard you say, are you tracking your business? And I think that's, that's a big, big issue. I think a lot of times we'll talk to people and say, well, where's your business come from? So, oh, it just shows up and that's not tracking, right? Actually knowing uh, what the source of the business is, where the business is coming, when are you getting the business? Uh, do you have ebbs and flows? That's what you mean by tracking, correct? Exactly. And that, um, that closed sales spreadsheet is what I call it although now it tracks things that are active too, not just closed. That is the very first system that any agent should ever put in place. Yep. And I will tell you for the people listening, um, if you'd like to get uh, uh, a business tracker, a Windermere business tracker, um, we will be having those. Uh, we'll get those out. If you, uh, after the call, I'll put a link to where you can find out more about the business tracker, uh, similar to what uh, Tracy's talking about. Okay. So tracking is number one. Um, what else? So, so you're, you wanted to track it and see where it's coming from. What, what's the next thing that you looked at? Um, so without, without a database, obviously you have nothing to track. So, um, I was a Windermere technology subscriber from the very beginning because I took Ninja in my very first, um, you know, very first month of being with Windermere. Right. But when I, when I, I had the unique opportunity to be able to craft a business with Ninja in mind before I even started, which right. isn't how most agents start. They have to take Ninja after their license, right? I was already licensed because I was in property management, but I hadn't started this type of business yet. Um, so being able to know the Ninja background of the things that I would have to do in order to start getting people to know, like, and trust me, I knew that I needed a database. And as soon as Windermere started their relationship with Moxie Works, um, I was thrilled because I hadn't used a CRM before. Right. And um, Engage, I use Engage. I believe that it does everything you need it to do. And I constantly have other agents reach out to me and ask me, what do you use? And, you know, which is the best? Which is the best CRM? And everybody's always wanting to look for the silver bullet of database management system that's going to tell them to talk to people when they need to be told to talk to them. And all you need is something that you're going to use. <laughs> that's it. Right. So use what's provided to you, but use it. You yeah. have to be in it. 
Well, I'm a true believer that we complicate this business. Um, and I do know that there's people that I see that jump uh, year to year, sometimes, you know, quarter to quarter to a new pro platform. Oh, this new greatest thing. And we're like, kind of like, you know, fish to shiny objects, so to speak. And so I, I love the fact that you say, hey, grab something. If it works for you, make it work for you and keep running with it. And in your case, Engage was the tool um, that you chose uh, that was provided by Windermere to, uh, for you to run your database. Exactly. So just, you know, making sure that you're tracking your clients through a warm and hot list that, you know, you have categories of A, B, and C and how you're treating each one of those, making sure that you're staying in touch with everybody, but also the, you know, the scorecard and the whiteboard system, all of those things work. Yep. So let's touch on that for a second. So we've got tracking, obviously, and, and we talk about having a business tracker to know where your business is coming from, uh, database, you know, do you have your, do you have a database that's tied to your calendar that's easy to use? Um, the other one you talked about was a scorecard, and we'll get to that in a second when it comes to systems, and the other one was a whiteboard. I love the idea of a whiteboard. Explain to me a little bit about how you use your whiteboard, because it's a way for you to daily see what's going on, correct? Yeah, so my whiteboard's actually a blackboard, standing pointed out to me. Yeah, I liked it. It's nice. <laughs> Um, it sits right next to my desk and, um, it has a warm, a hot upcoming listing pending. And then I have my GCI goal and my transaction goal. Um, I also have a little spot where I keep track of occupancy because in this last two years, we've had a lot of clients who have stayed in homes after closing. And I believe that that's still my responsibility to stay in touch with those people who are living in a home that's no longer theirs and make sure they get out on time and those kinds of things. Exactly. So it, it helps me keep track of that as well. Um, and then on, you know, for my pending, I have the close date on it as well. So that helps me keep dates that are really important right next to my face. Um, and then upcoming listings too, if we have a goal date, I'll have that next to the address. But then I also have a section um, called done. And I used to get so caught up in all the projects of marketing and all the ways that I wanted to get, stay in touch with my clients that I always felt a bit overwhelmed and you know pushing towards burnout with all of these things that I'm wanting to get accomplished. And I was never looking at all of the things that I had finished. Right. So having a running list of the things that you've accomplished gives me this sense of accomplishment. And so I all write in my done section, the projects that I've completed so that I can look back and go look at all these things that I've done to stay in touch with these people. And clearly it's working because I have six in the pending column. Right. Exactly. Well, and I also love it too, is um, one of the things we find and, uh, you know, the, the whiteboard is just one of the examples, but, um, you know, our brain wants to be in a, as efficient as possible. And when it has vagueness, it gets really unclear and it gets, and it creates anxiety, right? So, mm -hmm. so I, the biggest fear that a human being has is the unknown, you know, as long, even if it's bad news, but I know it's bad news, my brain has a better job of coping with it than if it's bad news, but I don't know it's coming. Um, <laughs> and so when you have a whiteboard, your whiteboard paints out, Hey, here's what's going on. You're, you're. Your, what you've done in the past, what you're doing right now, and where you're going. And your brain says, wow, that's great. Um, that's one way of tracking it. The other one I was going to ask you about 
is simply sitting down, right? So, so I'm assuming here we are in 2022, you've done business planning prior to getting ramped up for the first part of this year. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So, um, I, I like to do my business planning with colleagues, with collaborating colleagues. And, um, I've gotten together with several different groups or just even one-on-one over the last couple of months and, um, sort of digested what happened this year, what do we expect for the market for next year, and um, what are the things that worked, what didn't work, and what do we want to, what worked, but we want to do a little bit differently. And the way I know that is by being able to track where my business came from, kind of back to that closed sales spreadsheet. And This week, I'm actually um, getting together with a group of of colleagues, and we are planning out our whole marketing calendar for the year down to the date that the very first contact needs to be made in order to make sure that an event happens so that it is all planned out and not, um, it won't ever be too late to execute something that I've decided is important. Does that yeah, make no, sense? Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. Well, it also too, it, again, it's going back, it's, you said it's a plan. And when you have a plan and you map out the plan, then you're able to execute the plan. Exactly. So extremely proactive. Um, so you do your business planning, you, you go through that, and then you hit the ground running. So I would assume right now, if I were to sit down with you, you would have, you have a clear understanding of what your GCI is for the year for 2022. You have a good understanding of what your production needs to be both monthly and quarterly. How about mapping out your time off, your recharge time? Uh, where does, does that take place too? Do you sit down uh, with your husband? And by the way, we didn't mention at the beginning, but you're a mom, you've got two kids, married. Um, and so I got to believe there's uh, mapped out time for vacation and getaways that you do for the year. Definitely. Travel is a huge priority for me. And um, one of Real estate is a vehicle for that for me. Um, It's the way that I can travel. And I've never let my job prevent me from that. And we can get into that a little bit more if you'd like. But to answer your first question, yes, planning for it definitely happens. Um, One of the preset ways that I do that is we have timeshares and they're date specific. So they're already planned for me every year. Every second week of the 51st week of the year, I'm in Florida and it doesn't change. It's the same every year. And then I have three weeks at Wapato Point in Chelan. Those rotate, but they get mapped out and put into the calendar. Um, And then I have sort of a problem where if I don't have a trip planned outside of those two, I'm all, I am planning something always. So you know, it gets worked into my schedule and I have a partner that I choose based on who I believe my client load will be during that time that knows about my trip ahead of time. And, you know, we plan for me to be gone. We partner on my clients during that time so that they're well taken care of. My clients know who that person is before I leave and um, everybody's ready to jump on board. I tell my clients, in my very first consultation with them that it may not be me that shows them a home. And, you know, I set clear expectations. If at all possible, I love to show homes, 
but if I can't get them in the home in the first 24 hours because of my schedule as a mom and having other clients to serve as well, that I have partners in my business that are trained the same way I am that will get them into a home and we'll talk right after they see it. And I've never had a client not be okay with that. Right. Well, it's a couple of things. So our topic obviously is burnout. So let's, let's unpack this a little bit. So first and foremost, if you're, if you're listening, you're hearing uh, Tracy's very proactive and not reactive. And what that means is there's planning that happens before you're going to do something. The other thing you might've heard her say, she sets clear expectations. When you set clear expectations with your clients, you're running your schedule. They're not running your schedule. And I think that's, that's one big challenge. We have a lot of agents think that they've got to jump through hoops and they've got to work 24 seven. And that's the quickest way to burn out. And then the other thing that I love is that you are scheduling your time off. And, you know, there's a book out there. It's actually called Burnout. um, And it's written by two sisters. And they said, stress is not bad for us. What's bad for us is not releasing stress. And so uh, I know there's a lot of agents that will work hard. And I mean, there's, you know, pedal all the way down, working hard, not getting a lot of time off, but they're doing it knowing that what's planned is a recharge time. And I heard you say that you've got something in your future where, you know, guess what? I'm going to be off and I'm going to be fully off and I'm going to recharge it with my family. And therefore I can put in this extra effort now because I know that's, that's coming. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say there's, it's rare occasion that I'm fully off and that is um, by choice. If I leave the country, I'm fully off. Okay. Um, But a lot of times if I'm just, in Lake Chelan and you know it's it's me working often from a different environment which is part of recharge for me um I'm still happy to write contracts but I obviously can't facilitate a showing so I'm still on but not fully on it's a different environment different atmosphere where I'm able to do more connecting with my family but not completely disengaged from my business and part of that is because like you said earlier we have a boat and we spend a lot of time in the San Juan Islands and I wouldn't if I were fully off I wouldn't be able to go but there are many days where I'm fishing on a boat and my clients wouldn't even necessarily know that I'm fishing on a boat right because I'm still working while I do that And here's the thing, if I'm your client and you're fishing on a boat, but you're still providing a high level of service for me, I frankly don't care where you are, you know, and I I think that, and I think that sometimes that's a story we tell ourselves that we can't ever tell our clients that we're humans and we like to enjoy time off and go fishing and spend time skiing and traveling. Everybody likes that. And and the thing of it is, if I'm, if I'm a a healthy individual and you're my, and you're my service provider, I want to make sure that you're taking care of yourself too. Not only that, but because I'm authentic and showing up with who I am and they know what I'm doing and actually attracting those same people. Yes. So the people that I'm working with are like, hell yeah, you're fishing today. That's awesome. (laughs) You know, they, they, they're excited for me and not ever resenting the fact that I'm out doing something I love while I work. Exactly. Well, and, and this brings me to the next question. So tell me a little bit about, uh, are you, are you time blocking? Are you doing time blocking activities on your, on your weekly calendar? To a certain extent? Yes. Um, I do have a full-time assistant now. And so that requires time blocked to 
um, engage with her to keep her moving on projects. Um, and I have very specific goals that I set for myself of when I'm spending time with my family. Um, my goal is to meet my kids at the bus every day at 3.30. And so in order to achieve that, to be done sitting at my computer for the night, I have to protect my mornings and uh, only set specific times where I'm able to have meetings with clients um, and just, you know, collaborating meetings, fear meetings and stuff like that. Um, there are exceptions to that rule, Michael. Obviously, if I have to show a house, it's usually in the evening and that is an exception to that rule. But right. Offer, offers are usually written at nine o'clock at night, but I will often wait until I put my kids to bed to write an offer. And my clients are fine with that as long as it's before the deadline. Well, and again, I think it goes back to setting expectations uh, and letting mm -hmm. them know that, you know, you're taking care of them and here's the time frame in which we can do that to have success. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. yeah. There's been so many, um, I've, I've coached ninja groups. And there's been quite a few people in my groups over the years that just can't seem to show up to a ninja meeting. And it's always one excuse after the other. And those, Michael, are the people that have burnout. Yep. Because they, can, they can't even prioritize a ninja group meeting. Yep. Well, we always say, you know, is your day running you or are you running your day? Exactly. Right. Um, and then my last question is, I got to believe if, if, I'm, if I'm your buyer or I'm your seller, you have some pretty uh, consistent systems in place that you do every single time so that you're not having to reinvent the wheel every time you get a buyer or seller. Yep. I could give you, well, give you, I could have a buyer's consultation with you in my sleep. It's the same process every single time. And uh, COVID has really helped me perfect the Zoom consultation. Um, I personally think it's, the most efficient way to have a buyer's consultation because they're we're really focused on the task at hand. Don't get me wrong, I'll still meet them for a beer and get to know them on a, a more in-depth level. But the market education piece works so well over Zoom with sharing a screen. It's incredible. And I had never done it that way prior to COVID. So you know there are uh, the way that I conduct an initial consultation, a listing consultation, all of those things are systematized down to a T. Um, one of the things we I re implemented last year with having a full-time assistant is using Trello for, it's a project management software, um, but we use that to track our clients through our buyer and seller system. And yeah, I've heard, I've heard a lot of agents use Trello. The other one that comes up a lot is Asana. Um, mm -hmm. Those are just tools that allow you to really track each step, right? Yes, track each step. Um, having an assistant, one of the things I don't ever want to have to do is micromanager. I want to know that she knows what the system is. And if I'm ever curious where we're at, all I have to do is open up Trello and go, oh, She's done this, this, and this, and this is the next thing she's going to do. I don't have to ask her if a sign-up was ordered. I can just look. Right. And, we'll, and it goes back to clarity. It goes back to the brain saying, hey, we know what's happening because we have systems and processes to make sure that we have consistency every time. 
Exactly. Yeah. So let me just kind of uh, boil this down. So as I was taking notes, so for the listeners out there, number one is if you're not currently tracking your business and you heard Tracy say this, start tracking where your business is coming from. And do you have, um, do you have fluctuations, right? And things mm-hmm. happening and what's going on at that time. The other one is how well of a database do you have? And is it managed well in a good system that you're going to continue to use and not jump around from system to system? Um, Plan your recharge time and ways of doing that as having good time blocking and also setting clear expectations with your clients. And then also run systems. And by the way, I have to say, I mean, if if you're trying to figure out, well, what system should I run? Go read the Ninja Selling Book and just take the buyer system, take the seller system and let that be the starting point for you uh, to really get your systems in place. And then also using tools like you said, Trello, uh, also tools like Asana, uh, can also be systems that can help you to kind of stay on track. And then um, at what point did you decide that you needed an assistant? I just, that's my really last question, because I think that sometimes uh, we hit burnout because we're trying to do so many things and we kind of hit this plateau and what the really, our business is telling us it's time to bring on help. When did you realize that, hey, you were, you needed help? Yeah, that really comes back to even before I hired an assistant. Um I figured out the things that I was good at and the things I wasn't good at and the things I enjoyed and the things that I didn't enjoy. Um, And I have a whole process that I went through for that, that I'm happy to explain to anyone if they have interest. Um, But knowing that I am not the right person to figure out what my logo should be. That was one of my first tasks for outsourcing. So before I hired someone in-house, I outsourced everything I could. And delegation is a a great tool. Yes. And you can do that for a really long time before you bring somebody in on your team. Right. Um, And I probably waited as longer than I should have, but three years ago, I hired a part-time assistant that wasn't on, she was a contractor. She wasn't on payroll. Mm -hmm. Um, and that helped immensely, but it, it just became, as I doubled, I doubled my business every year since then. And it became apparent that it wasn't enough and it wasn't enough. And I'm committed to continuing to adding to my support system so that I can continue to avoid burnout. That's the whole goal. Right. And also enjoy this great life that you're building for yourself. I think that's one thing that I see a lot of times is that agents, all they do is work and they don't enjoy the fruits of their labor. Exactly. Right. Yep. Yeah. What's the point? Yeah. What's the point? Um, any, any last little words of wisdom uh, that you have for our listeners today? If, if they are experiencing burnout right now, what would be, what would be one first place for you to have them start? Uh, Definitely with some sort of business tracker. Um, I haven't seen the one that you're talking about yet, so I don't know how different it is from what I use, but if any of you want to see what mine looks like, I'm happy to share it with you um, and talk to you about it and how it works. And then um, same thing with setting up systems in, in Trello, if you're interested in being able to track how you how you go through your flow with your clients, um, I'd be happy to share that with you. And actually Corey Whitaker is the one that helped me figure out the start, my base for Trello. So I'm so appreciative for that. Oh, that's yeah. Corey's great. She's such a go-giver. 
Yes. So if they want to get a hold of you, what's the best way, Tracy, for them to get a hold of you? Uh, my email is just Tracy, T-R-A-C-I-E-G at windermere.com, or you can call or text me at 360-201-6433. Perfect. Well, Instagram's hey, great too. Okay. <laughs> what's your Instagram handle? Instagram is Tracy Gillette Holmes, and my last name is spelled G-U-L-I-T. G-U-L-I-T Holmes. And I'll put this in the show notes for everybody. I'll put her uh, email address, her, her number, and also her Instagram handle. Um, and Tracy, I just want to thank you for taking the time today. I really appreciate it. And I know you're going to do great things in 2022. And uh, I want to thank you for being such a go-giver and sharing your ideas and concepts. And for those of you listening, uh, if, do reach out to Tracy. If you're feeling right now that maybe you, know, you might have uh, a year where maybe you're a little bit more reactive and not so proactive, uh, you know, I always said you, it's hard to be successful in a vacuum. I'm only as smart as the people around me. So, um, you know, reach out and Tracy's always willing to help and share. So again, Tracy, thank you so much. Yes. Thank you, Michael. All right, everybody. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like what we're doing, uh, let us know, uh, feel free to share this out, give us a rating. Also too, you can always email me directly at fannyatwinner.com if there's certain topics you would like me to cover in the future. And we always end these by saying, uh, be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day. Talk to you guys soon. Well, we hope you enjoyed our podcast. We want to thank you so much for taking the time to listen. If you found it useful or helpful, please feel free to share it and also give us a rating. Also, if you think that Windermere Coaching might be right for you, please feel free to just look us up at windermerecoaching.com. And we'll end by saying this, be awesome and help someone. Make it a great day.